Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 145. We are back down in the basement to talk about a week's worth of wrestling and other things in the banter. Ready to banter? Mm-hmm. Which people, you can skip the banter. Timestamps are always in the description. Use them at your leisure, right? So big news in your world is something that you are anxiously awaiting has arrived. For like three years. Three years you've been waiting. And it arrived yesterday, and it is? My game. Which is? Star Wars. What's it called again? Uh, Jedi Survivor. I just think of it as the backpack robot guy. Yeah, the second one. Right, so... You love that game back Yeah, that in was 2019. 2019? Yeah, like November 15th. Played I think the heck out of it. Yeah, I've played that like six or seven times. Like finished it? That I finished it at least like five or six times. Right. I think I, I was in the middle of the thing before the new game came out. And so you were so confident you actually pre-ordered this one, which sometimes with WWE games is regretful, well, right? But Yeah, I haven't pre-ordered a wrestling game since then. Right, you learned a lot. I didn't pre-order this year. And 22 was good, so I probably should have pre-ordered this year, but... It was more of a, I already pre the Star Wars one, so I was like, eh, I'm good. And you can wait a couple months and see that the reviews are awesome and then grab it, Or right? wait a week. Or wait a week. But yeah, so you hammered out some time on that last night and today. Is it yeah. good? Yeah. You're uh, the story so far is like, it, not much has happened, but the gameplay is definitely a pickup, and then um, it'll, it's probably long, so I'll, it'll probably get more interesting. That's good, though, right? You don't want it to be, you don't want to finish it too quickly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. You're going to go, well, you know, you got to work. That's why we're actually hammering this out back at like the old, I'll, I'll play after work. the original time schedule, right? Of uh, Saturday, what is this? April 29th, somewhere around one o'clock in the afternoon recording. So um, yeah, we, I guess the last thing we talked about in banter was heading off to the Niagara area for your brother's provincial basketball, Ontario Cup, it's called. And how did they do? I don't know. They won. <laughs> they won their Ontario Cup for their uh, division. Uh mm-hmm. U13, so a bunch of 12-year-olds playing basketball, played great. Uh, you actually, I was going to say watched a couple games, but that's not true. We're in attendance at... I was in attendance. <laughs> on your phone, I'm assuming, but uh, not a basketball fan. But overall, are you going to talk about your bounty hunter purchases and figuring it out later? Or do you want to knock that off now? Oh, I forgot I got stuff. Because we talked about one of the reasons Jack goes, maybe the reason you the go. The reason. The um, reason you go is on the way to Or tonight. hotel shower, I guess, but I could just do <laughs> Hotel shower, nice. Because no one's yelling at you to get out and stop wasting hot water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, you can't. It just keeps going forever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we passed on our way to Niagara. You pass a city called Hamilton. They happen to have, in a not very nice area of the town but that's okay a really good collectible store right like all of the stuff bounty hunter toys it's called i don't mind giving them a little yeah shout out here so they have everything from like 80s toys that i recognized a whole bunch of my stuff i'm sure we talked about this about a year from now when we went there last time I but anyway so, yeah. pretend you haven't heard <laughs> it before folks so yeah just i get to go and see all the nostalgia like oh i had that and i had that and some of the star wars figures i had you now have them and those thumb wrestlers and the thumb wrestlers and stuff and then a, a whole wall of wrestling figures and then like buckets of loose ones underneath and so you would usually put in close yeah. to an hour in there I, and now that you're co- collecting they also have star wars figures and marvel stuff right so the star wars selection was really good i got i finally got that walmart imperial crosshair that i wanted yeah, that I was a, found that. as soon as you saw that, that was and it was only twenty bucks, which is like half of what they are at That's retail. Great. So I got that, and then I got a Cad Bane because Cad Bane's sweet. And he is. Got, that one was cool. I got Kanan for my friend, and then I found this like Phantom Menace thing that was like these old figures that can talk, 
Oh, weird. They have like these chip things. Is the... that the one in the box still? Yeah. The three pack? Yeah. Cause yeah. I, it's just a cool display thing. It is. It looks it's then, like a little scene set yeah. up, right? I got a Cena Elite because I don't have one. Yep. I got a Daniel Bryan with the eco-friendly belt. I think Elite 73. Yeah. And then I got that Ultimate Fan Takeover, Sean. The, I think right. it's King of the Ring 95. Yeah, it's cool. With the cool chaps and stuff. Your and rings I, that we thought we lost one yeah. in the hotel. And then I got a commentary table, too. That your breaks very well, you're saying. Yes. Good. Yeah, so you made it well. You got a bunch of stuff. Your brother got a gold medal. And I guess I did, too, technically coaching it. But, um, so yeah, it was a good weekend. The weather. Oh, yeah. What did I do that was really smart over that weekend? What did you do? That I had to reap the consequences of every time we got in the car oh yeah you left the roof open <laughs> so i have probably done this like six times Def not every definitely time a few. definitely a few so friday night nate had a late game the weather was gorgeous so we drove back to the hotel it's like a 15 20 minute drive with the roof of the car open and obviously didn't close the roof and it poured rain all night so the car seat was dry so it would have rained friday night and the car seat was soaking wet until tuesday <laughs> like had to put cushions and blankets so i'm not very smart obviously and i've i've probably left it open half a dozen times it doesn't always rain but that's at least the second or third time it has it's so definitely happened before i think every time i walk in the house everyone just has to go did you close the roof that's the new rule and even if i get annoyed it's what's good for me probably but yeah probably. so overall really fun weekend and then just back to the normal grind of school and work right so mm -hmm. nothing super exciting there yeah i would say so i'm ready to talk about wrestling so I think we should do that now. Oh, yeah, and I also got Guardians next week. Oh, nice. Going to the, the movie? Guardians 3. You, did you get tickets already? Yeah. Oh, nice. What day? Thursday. Thursday night? Yeah, I, mean, I, I forgot to book it off, but I don't know where. Am anyway, I driving so. you meatheads there? Probably, I Probably. Don't know. Okay, that's not a problem. I can All right. pick up the crew. Anyways, we'll move into wrestling now, which is where we start out talking about some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. Talking about ratings first as usual and spring break-in, which happy to say you watched almost all of it. Or sorry, we're in the room for almost all of it. You are aware of almost everything that happened because you were there. I don't even know if that's correct. That's pretty accurate. You were there for a long time. We'll see. <laughs> I guess we I don't will. even remember. Well, anyway, I'll remember you if will. I did. I know you watched a bunch, at least I'll say that much. But it did really well in the ratings. So 647,000 viewers, which is up 14.5%. And a 0.18 in the key demographic, so up 28.6%. So the best audience total for the show since January 10th, that's almost meaningful. They actually went back far enough for it to be kind of meaningful, which is nice. Um, Yeah, I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. That's still a few only a few months. It is. And their second highest viewership of Wait, the was year January 10th, like, was that New Year's Evil or something? Because then that would be interesting. Yeah, that would make sense, I guess. It could have been. I know New Year's Evil, I feel like it was because I thought it was not super close to New Year's, actually. I remember thinking this isn't the closest they could have been to New Year's, but anyways. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, okay. All yeah. right. I'll, uh, that's, it's a TV special. That makes sense, then. It does. Okay. Um, and right. So Dynamite averaged 863,000 viewers, up a little bit, 4%, and a 0.28 in the key demo, which I happen to know is the same demographic rating for three weeks in a row now so Very good nice. for them and they and to be fair being up a little and staying the same is really strong because extra tough competition they were head-to-head -head with nba coverage in east and west coast time zones so every time zone basically and there were two nhl playoff games which i mean will more affect your numbers in canada but 
might have had a little effect. So good, pretty yeah. good numbers for both of them this week. Mm-hmm. Is that me? That is you. Okay, so I think we could, we it's well established here. I enjoy a wrestling belt or two. It is true, you do. Okay. Oh, we're starting with this. Okay. Yeah, so the the week's biggest news was that the rumors are true. We got a new world title in the house. Uh, Triple H revealed a new world heavyweight championship on Raw. The champion will be crowned a night champions tournament unknown. Uh, title is going to go to the brand that Roman Reigns doesn't get drafted to. Raw. Um, <laughs> not sure if this title carries the lineage of the old title. It does not. It's a new title later confirmed. Right. Um, definitely very big gold inspired. If you want to look at it, there's images or you can look at the replica on the website and it's still got side plates. So yay. So your thoughts on the appearance? I like the look of it. I think it looks really nice. I yeah. like, I think it's a great compromise because I think people really like the big gold, but WWE's not going to like the brand recognition, having the big logo in the middle of a belt. They're not going to move away from that now. Right. So yeah, so I this think is it's more subtle. perfect. Yeah in the middle and it's not as big as the other belts right i'm just happy it's a different design i'm leaning towards it, liking it I'm i not think sure. it looks really nice i think the existence of it is utterly stupid and when you told me about it i either wasn't listening or didn't understand i thought it was like a new design replacing one of no, the other ones an, there's three world titles or so, two but whatever there's three belts so that makes me feel like they're gonna keep both on roman fleur ever maybe well, and the thing for me now is, and it was pointed out to me in a video, I was like, oh, yeah, that's dumb, is now it's kind of like this consolation prize, because it's like, oh, Roman can't right. be bothered to we defend to enough, invent Roman's going to be off yeah. for a thousand days or whatever, Right. Uh, so here's another world title for you to fight over, right? right? And so now, like, if you're someone like Cody, um, more on that later, like, no, he's not going to finish the story, he's just going to take that, or, like, His story takes a detour, like it Rollins seems. is gonna get that, or Balor's gonna get that instead. Like all these guys who couldn't be Roman, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I'll take this belt instead." Yeah, it's... at least there will be a world champion more present, but it still feels kind of like I don't know. It's just, it's kind of dumb when you think about it. It's just kind of saying, I feel like the message is we're not taking these belts off Roman anytime soon. So here we'll invent one for you, you one A's or you A minus players. They, they don't right? have a plan yet, so yeah, it seems. So yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. I don't. And the draft really makes, based on some picks, it really makes me think they don't have a plan for Roman. A perfect world for me, I think, is one version of every title, and the champions are on both shows. And then other than that, like they'll never do an actual brand split. I wish they would. I don't. That's why the draft and stuff. Like, who cares? They just come and they go as they please. Stick and to it. I agree. And they never do long enough. And then the champions are special, and they're on both shows. If that, if the storyline works yeah, that way, I think... right? That's my ideal. You need to have one on, or you need to have like one title for each division. I think that yes, makes sense. I agree. And then you can sort of, yeah, they're it's on like the both women's shows. tag titles have done that. And granted, that's not a great division, but like at least they have the sense to not make that a brand exclusive title and have other than the NXT ones, of course. But. Right. And then you could have like Survivor Series actually mean something because they are actually only on one show each and might feel like they need to represent their show. You could have a special episode of Raw or SmackDown at some point where there's crossovers or invading or like people are there that aren't supposed to be there. Like there's all kinds of stuff, they but they can't do it, right? And I don't know if it's because... Well, they, they have people crossover once and they just keep doing it. And then... Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's because each show's on a different network so that they might be like, listen, we want Roman Reigns on our, you know what I mean? Or we want so-and-so. It's not fair that you, these people are only for the... You know that's what I, I don't thing, know. They're going to keep caving to that. That's right? what I feel like too. But anyways, yeah. anyways, yeah, that's a interesting development now mm-hmm. that I fully understand it. And I guess we'll see. I hear Seth Rollins yeah, is the and favorite. 
Yeah, that's that. I'll go with that. Sorry, one. go ahead. A related news thing is my boy is our lead candidate for first champion, which I think is awesome. Yeah, first NXT champ. So great, and he's every time I've done a universe mode, he's my first guy. So nice when I do my own. You've always been a fan of his. Yeah, so I think that's cool. Um, and the only funny thing is this is the third time they've done a WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Right, because they obviously had the big gold, which was the WCW belt, which they brought in 2002. Yes, then. They unified that with the WWE title to create the first WWE World Heavyweight Championship. At least there, there was the very small distinction of the World Heavyweight title not yeah. having WWE in front of it. Correct. But now this title, and the, then the WWE World Heavyweight title that um, Orton unified became the WWE title we have today. It still says World Heavyweight Champion, that belt too. Mm-hmm. So now technically there's two belts that say World Heavyweight Champion smart so figured out yeah. WWE. and then this is the third world heavyweight belt in the company's existence so speaking of the draft i don't know really any details and i'm saving it until you're going to talk about it uh in high spots and rest holds i think so if any of my news stories are kind of okay moot i don't know if that's the right term but anyways because this one i'm about to say is tiffany stratton talked about the upcoming wwe draft um on busted open i guess she said that and I kind of like this if she actually means it. She still needs to work on wrestling skills, I saw that. and that you know she'd be. I haven't seen her called up today, and I know some people oh, okay. are only eligible for the um, yesterday's right. SmackDown. Right. So raw. And some are like, for example, Roman and so- Sokoa uh, got drafted, but the Usos are only eligible for the next night oh, on Raw. I so see. like people are like, ooh, they're gonna get split or something. Oh well. So yeah, she was saying she kind of hedged her bets, right? Saying she'd like to stay in NXT to continue developing, but. If she got called up, she's ready. So I, I like like she probably is ready by like what the they awareness. yes by what they asked them to do on main roster. But she could be so good. So a little more seasoning, I'm fine with. Some of the calls I am surprised by, but um, that's for later. I'm excited to get to those. You'll get my real reactions because I re- I don't think I've heard any other than you just told me Apollo Cruz is one. That's all I know. I think, and that doesn't really matter to me too much. Did he lose or no beat Dabakato? I don't even remember. I don't think he's been around since that. I think he lost to Dabakato which I guess that makes make sense. sense. Yeah. Uh, your turn. Um, oh, yeah. So CM Punk was backstage at Raw. My my fella. Right. Um, and you spot talking to a few guys. I think like he talked to Miz, um, some other people. He talked to Triple H, too. But then he was asked to leave, and he left pretty quick. I heard it was Vince no that incident. asked him to leave as well. No incident, yeah. So that's interesting. It was in Illinois. So I think it was in Rosemont or something. Yeah. Not far from Chicago. So I feel like he got on the same flight as them after he had the meeting with Jericho. And I feel like it's punk just wanting to get talked about again. But I'm obviously I was not a fan of punk even before. Like as soon as he came to AEW, I was like, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but people love him and he can have good matches and stuff. Right. So this just feels like he hasn't been talked about for a few weeks or whatever and decided he needed to be. I don't know. But he has been talked about, though. Right. Because his return is imminent, apparently. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh. I'm going back to NXT where the Dyad, which I had to write their names down, Rip Fowler, who is Gibson, right? And Jagger Reed, who is Drake. So they did request their releases, but they apparently, because I've been seeing them on NXT every week, right? They were denied um, after requesting to be released. Apparently, they become free agents in October, and I obviously... They're going somewhere else if they don't want to be in WWE. I don't know where they're going to go. Maybe like Progress or WXW. I figured they would go back to UK. I don't I don't know if they would. You won't there. like it, but they could go to Impact and just be dominant there, I feel like. I guess. At least I'd get to see them. So we'll see because I like both of them, right? And I think they're a really good tag team that is completely being misused um, and mis 
presented in NXT, so hopefully they'll move to something better. What else you got, sir? I got like four more um, quick ones, though. None of them are long. Uh, so Bad Bunny is going to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad Bunny versus Damien Priest in a street fight at Backlash, which is in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Sounds great. Yeah. And also one. I thing, mean, he'll get a big reaction. One whatnot, thing worth so. noting is that the draft picks take place or like um, go into effect after Backlash. Oh, okay. So that's a bit of time May before 8th, the May eighth. Yeah. So weekish, yeah. Um, just a match announcement. I'm excited about. We're gonna get a rematch of Omega versus Vikingo for Triple A, Triple Mania. So that means I might have to check that out to watch that because Omega won, right? I. I would think Vikingo. Wait, that was July. That's July fifteenth, right? I don't know. I swear, it, you could be right. Feels I like something you would know. I could be confusing it with the Calgary Dynamite, but I swear I thought that was too. So I would assume Vikingo is going to retain his championship here, but I don't know for sure. But anyways, that's a definitely a match I will probably go out of my way to find and probably make you watch as well. Uh, yeah, it's the same day as the Calgary Dynamite. Interesting. I guess Omega's not on Dynamite then. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Um, last one is uh, Madcap Moss quietly reverted back to Riddick Moss. I saw that. WWE. Good for him, because Madcap Moss is not um, cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't really think he's doing anything at all. He's not, but, but. he's got a look they love, and he's fast for that big man. Yeah, but he's not that good. He's not. He's okay though. He's not like considering what they ask talent to do on main roster like he's fine yeah he's, he's not gonna have an absolute classic probably anywhere but no so good wrestlers can probably elevate him in a match yeah. he's good enough he just needs an actual gimmick now yeah ever since the a happy corbin thing ended <laughs> like he's just been serious and that's his thing his gimmick was that he didn't really have a gimmick right it seems so. like it i have three more quick ones apparently Elevation is going to be gone from AEW, which... That's fine. We don't need two dark shows. The joke was Tony Khan loves to make announcements, but didn't want to even... Like this one, nothing's been said anywhere. It actually came from... I think Fight TV noted that the series is coming to an end. It wasn't even from AEW, really. So I'm okay with that. I don't watch it. They've got all kinds of stuff and more TV time coming, right? On Saturdays, I think it is, for two hours. So, oh, we buried the big, big news. Did you hear who caught the wrestling bug? And would love to come back and contribute to WWE's women's division. CM Punk. Nia Jax. She caught the wrestling bug bug again there. So This is why you don't bring people back in the Royal Rumble, okay? That's that's why you don't do this. Well, I imagine she would love the paychecks again, right? Whether it's wrestling or not. Yes, I would real... love for her to injure half the roster. Exactly. I and would love that. My final piece so of news. Much. Guess what is the top selling merch for the third week in a row in WWE? Did you see this? No, I did not. What's the top selling merch? A faction. Judgment Day? No. Bloodline. No. Maximum male models. No, but similar level. Okay, no, I got this. <laughs> recent, fairly okay. recently no, formed um, faction. I know I got this. That is OC? Uh, no, hearkening back to LWO. Correct. Oh no. Okay. That, that makes selling sense. a lot of merch, I I guess. That makes I, sense. I haven't really seen much I'm of I'm pretty the... sure the God Phantasma's dead. I think they're just LWO now. And I've heard uh, Escobar is like pretty much enhancement talent at this point. They've all been losing a lot. Which is disappointing. That's he's their, awesome, man. That's just I, their whole thing right now. I think he is a, like star quality. And I think they're missing the boat on him. But anyways. Uh, that's it for news, so I guess we'll get into our in-depth review of the week, and that is taking a look at this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. 
All right, tell me about this week's Dynamite. Started uh, out hot. So we open a show with Orange Cassidy versus Bandito for the leveled up AEW International Championship. Level, you got to say that, right? Just yeah. despite me. So yeah. I was pretty excited for this match, but I think it points out an issue with AEW before we get into the match. It's like, when's the last time you saw Bandito, right? Exactly. Last thing I remember is he lost to Ethan Page. So they go from like a hot signing to like off TV for weeks, if not months. So, and Bandito's awesome, but like. That's why I just... think they should split the sh- the roster. Like, I, I agree. And I think Tony Khan would have the foresight to do it right. Because for a few reasons. Because one, he's he'll actually do it. If he's going to do it, he'll actually do so. it. Better chance Two, at least. I think the second show will also be on TNT. And then that's not gonna lie, because TBS TNT is like this, basically the same. Like, that's why they switch. Like, so there's not gonna be like this. Oh, we want MJF. Right. No, we want him. Like, it'll be fine, right? So I think, I think that should. Be, I just don't want it to be on Saturday, because then we can't really talk about it. And well, then, we just have to talk about it the next Saturday. But like, that's just. I don't like that. I want to like. I want us to be able to like do like the week stuff. You know, know. all in one go. That'd be like. You it's know exactly I mean? smart wrestling fan because they do the same our format I've borrowed heavily from them. And that's their thing too, is they're always getting, so they end with raw. So then they're always starting the next week with dynamite and going from there. So they're always, that's what similar, what we would be. Uh, yeah. It's because the last thing they end up covering is raw. Cause they just watched it. I think they record Monday nights, but anyways, we'll figure it out. Also, I don't want to, I, I, I would love it if it just replaced elevation. Yeah. Nice. I agree. And, I don't know. And Honestly, I, it depends. On I guess the they've already slot. sort of split with Ring of Honor, but which I That's keep forgetting really about. Right. I did watch the opening match. It was Athena and Lady Frost, and it was actually pretty good. Lady mm-hmm. Frost looked better than usual, I thought. But anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Dynamite, Bandito, Orange Cassidy. Tell me about it. Like Cassidy's millionth defense. Yes, and he's still sort of selling the hand, right? It's yeah, still taped. It's the he's like wearing himself out, kind of, right? right. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He's taken on all these challenges and sort of not allowing himself to recover, I guess, is part of the built in story here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a hands in pocket hurricane from Cassie, then a drop kick to send Bandito out of the ring. Uh, Bandito caught Cassie and Fireman's carry from the suicide dive, and then he dropped him face first over the barricade. Uh, Bandito then was he was applying a Brock Lock with the arm trapped. Yes, and that's the only name for that movie. Stretch Muffler. No, nope, Brock Lock. That's, <laughs> that's so much better. He invented it. Yeah, he. I've literally never seen it. He's literally the only person to He's ever do it. He's the only person to ever do it until Bandito, Bandito right here. Bandito's a huge Brock Lesnar fan. <laughs> Makes sense. He does have similar power somehow, despite exactly. being one third the size. It's literally only because of Brock Lesnar that he's strong. Uh, Bandito counters the tilt over DET in like a vertical suplex. Uh, then there's delayed avalanche vertical suplex or superplex. I He's guess. so strong. Uh, from, from Bandito, he caught a diamond cross by and then moved him into a military press slam with one arm. Uh, then Cassie won with the beach break. He did. Kind of. I can never get tired of watching Bandito's feats of strength. He's ridiculous. Um, I enjoyed this match. I think it was a good match. I liked it being the opener, but I, I'm sure, knowing both of these guys well, there is another gear, right, that they can get into, but I, I don't even care if they save that gear because there's no build to this. We don't know anything about Bandito. It's literally just like, you pick two characters from the main screen in a video game and they're having a match, right? So That's cool, what I do most of the time in the universe. Cool power displays from Bandito. Um Cassidy does his usual thing, but and and another like quality defense for Cassidy. I think they said he's got twenty title defenses. Wow. 
which I think I'm, I wrote that down. I'm pretty sure they said that. So yeah, I, I like the match. They're, these two are definitely capable of a barn burner, and this wasn't it, but it was a good wrestling yeah. match. Um, yeah, I thought it was a solid opener. Cassie has another good TV match, although I agree. I think it could have kicked in a higher gear, but I think it's still good for what it was. Yep. Um, Bandito, some really cool stuff as always. Um, but I feel like we could have had a more back and forth at the end. I think so, um, too. Cassie always edging out a win. It kind of felt lame here because it's just like he got his ass beat, then beach break, and then. But you can also argue kind of works with the story they're trying to tell here. Yes. He's wearing himself out with all these defenses, and he's going to have to keep like barely getting by. Right. And it lets the other person get in a ton of offense, right? And look right. good. And then but he then, wins. I don't know. It just looks kind of weird. Like he just wins like that. Yeah. Bandito didn't take a ton of punishment, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I don't know. I'm hoping he loses it soon because. I'm ready for somebody. Change. Not that I, he hasn't no, done well. It, I think this is a good run for the belt, but um, I want, I don't know. I think they could uh, have someone else do it now. I just don't know who you want to like, because I feel like now Cassie's earned like a meaningful defeat. Yes, like think, an actual story and a feud building to him losing. Right, and on, and also someone worthwhile, like someone actually being champion, like Jay White or something. Cool. Like, but no, but Jay White's foreign. True like yeah you know. oh you knew hold for the international part yeah um well and cole's a baby face right now so that is true until he turns heel i refuse to give him anything and even when cassidy loses they're still gonna that's the benchmark right like 20 defenses or whatever it gets up to he'll still be mentioned of course i think so he's done a great job but yeah i'm ready for something fresh there as well jay white's not a bad idea actually mm-hmm. um Next, speak of the devil, we got an Adam Cole interview. Not not MJF and not Jay White. I meant you already mentioned Adam Cole, just to clarify. I, did. I feel like just, this is another so week we get it. where Renee's really busy. I feel like I wrote Renee with a lot on my mm-hmm. notes this week. Uh, I don't even note that. Um, he says he's going to go to the ring, call Jericho. Jericho isn't a coward. He'll show him them sneaking me last week. And if he doesn't show, then he'll find him. Uh, then Cassie and, so they, Cassie and Bandio had a show of respect after he right. Bandio sunglasses. Right. So they both come in with sunglasses. Um, and Cassie asks if she's doing an interview on them after their match, and she says she was talking to Cole and figuring out the situation from last week. Cassie just says, oh, and walks away, and then Bandito copies him, too. So I, I actually thought that was kind of funny. I uh, I chuckled at that comedy bit as well. So I, I actually thought that was funny. There's something about them as a combination that is pretty amusing. Uh, there was audio issues at the start of this, right? Like, we didn't even hear the question, really. I, and I don't think it was just us. I think it was AEW had audio issues. So... But yeah, I, I like this just because it's fired up Adam Cole, which is like closer to his heel persona, which is we both like much better. Not that he's not a good face, mm-hmm. but so yeah, this was good. And yes, I laughed at Cassidy and Bandito. So I feel like maybe keeping them together somehow and see if there's any legs to that combination. I would be, it'd be interesting to have him at least like affiliate with the best friends a bit. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was funny and that'll, it would get him on TV. Right, right. Like, Even best if friends comedy. are a fairly fairly um common presence yeah i would say that's that's the word i was looking for and but... i know i come across as anti-comedy sometimes i'm not it just has no, to be I'm an just... appropriate level <laughs> and not just... stupid it was just this was like well it, it was kind of dumb but like not like no, it was funny. not outright stupid you it was know it's just it was just kind of dumb funny like yep um like in mando when um uh grogu's uh, piloting ig12 and he just keeps smacking the button yes. so yes like that yes yeah that's just hilarious Good stuff like i was talking to hancock about it i just i love that so much it was funny it's so dumb like, yeah i agree i don't know that's that's perfect humor for me um but anyways next we got darby allen and jungle boy in an interview with renee, renee. 
All right. Uh, there's like one with RJ City, but he doesn't really do a whole lot. No, he does uh, not. He doesn't last long. Um, Darby's um, asked for this, and he said they don't have to like each other, but they should respect each other. And maybe they said some things last week they didn't mean. Uh, he mentioned how Guevara cheated to win last week, and if he knew that was happening, he wouldn't have watched from the rafters. And he said if Jack cares about any of this, he should have his back tonight as he's facing Guevara in the finals of this tournament. Quote, unquote. Uh, and Jungle Boy said he wishes it was the two of them out there tonight because he would have won again. And Al said he would have beaten him, so they both think they would win, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jungle Boy wasn't so sure about it, and Darby said he'll see him later. Yeah, it's he will. That classic enemy of my enemy is my friend stuff, I guess, right? Basically, and that I'm fine that there's tension between basically every combination of the pillars, I guess. Like MJF and Sammy are obviously best friends, quote unquote, right now. But like, I think we all can see where that's going to go. They're going to get married. No, wait, a commitment ceremony. That's right. So even the two baby faces have a little bit of issues with each other. And that's fine um, because MJF is such a dominant heel. Well, I really enjoy the whole thing because both alliances feel realistic and they both make sense. Like, right. The when we were talking about this after MJF and Sammy segment well, later on, that like that whole thing makes sense because they both like they're both trying to get something out of that, right? Yes. And they're so they're both kind of like playing each other for that, and I think they both know that. And then that alliance has kind of necessitated this one, right? right? So I kind of like, like, and I like that Darby like even though they're both baby faces, they're not like all just like let's work together. They're both like I don't like you still, yeah. right? So not it, only like we're not friends, I don't think we'll ever be friends, right? But it, but it, I, the realism of this. Um, which I think they've done a pretty good job of in the story. I like it. I really enjoy it. Me too. Because I think it just, it all makes sense. And you're clearly getting your dream of the four-way match. I'm, it we'll was, get to there. It's but... never not going to happen. No, you're right. I think you're right. It it's it has to happen. Because it's kind of like, and, <clears throat> and you, I think, I feel the same way, but you represent it and feel more strongly that like you can't sort of give us a glimpse of that you four-way can't. and then expect us to be excited when it's one-on-one yeah you can't throw them all in you can't, together in multiple segments right, for weeks right. without like putting a four-way you together. can't unring that bell as they say yeah there's there's only one way this goes now it is i think so um next we have dax harwood versus jeff jarrett brackets in 2023 <laughs> in 2023 just just to clarify uh, let me tell you in my notes there is a 2023 coming up i do oh I, me too i got it again this, that's not the only time i mention it of course um there's a shoulder tackle by jarrett and then they kind of botched the second one like he just didn't really hit dax and like, it was weird it was, <laughs> dax is usually pretty flawless yeah so let's blame jeff jarrett yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i will um diving headbutt by dax for two uh, which is the best move in wrestling. It, oh, for sure. Yeah. The, there's no repercussions to that. No, Nothing bad. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> what, what? Name one even remotely horrible <laughs> thing that's come of a diving headbutt. I don't I don't know. Chris Benoit was all chair shots. He didn't even use a diving headbutt. Right? And I was just like, telling you how Kurt Angle said that, unfortunately, deleting Chris Benoit is like deleting half of Angle's greatest matches. <laughs> right. it's like, he's like probably five of my ten greatest matches were with him. At least he's got like and they're Mon deleted. and... Right. That's the only other one I could think of, actually. Uh, maybe a Lesnar match, the one, the Iron Man match from SmackDown. Anyways, uh, well, Jeff Jarrett was probably back to st- Jeff Jarrett was probably still good in that gonna, time. I'm just gonna say the segue is back to like someone from that era, right? Well, or actually, Jeff Jarrett was probably lording over TNA at that time. It would have been like a year old. That or will come up in high spots and rest holds. Oh, fine. Him lording over TNA a little bit. Oh, that's that's just, look forward that's, to that. That's swell. Little, we call that a teaser in, mm. in the business. 
Uh, Derek catches a diving shotgun. and Drake goes for figure four. Dax fights it off. Derek catapults him in a turnbuckle, rolls him up for two. The catapult was weak. Yeah. Um, Dax comes to figure four and attempts a small package for two. Uh, Dax goes to suplex Jared from the apron back of the ring. Sante Dutt does like the trip and then he holds his feet down. Like I think it was what Bobby Heen and Rick Rude did that yes, to Warrior at Mania 5. That's right. Um, but Dax kicked out. Uh, therefore confirming Dax Harwood is more powerful than the Ultimate Warrior. 100%. That That is what this confirms. Uh, then the finish comes when uh, Dax chases Dutt around the ring, which is always a smart idea for a dumb baby face. <laughs> True. Um, Good point. And then when he gets back in the ring, Jerry hits a stroke, and Jeff Jarrett has now beaten Dax Harwood in 2023. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just looks like Jarrett, Jarrett can't... Like, he's in great shape, no doubt about it. I'll start with that, but he's 50-whatever we looked it up, early 50s. So he can't yeah. really deliver much anymore, or I don't think take much complicated offense. Yeah, I so. like what you were saying when we were talking about in the moment, that like he's kind of circled back around to not very good circled back to like doing all of the basic beginner stuff right like wrestling 101 so shoulder block Circle of life so what are my notes here uh arm drag shoulder tackles and body slams from Jarrett. sweet right so it's it's pretty basic stuff and then he struts and does his heel stuff which is fine but there's just so many other people i'd rather watch in 2023 it looks like you even noted too like you said oh, it looks so slow it's like if you're wrestling underwater, you know, when you used to like wrestle around underwater in the pool, like that's what it looks like. Minus just, the floating. <laughs> just you've reduced it to like 65% speed somehow. So his movements are just kind of slow and Dax is an awesome wrestler, but I still thought that this was just okay, right? And you basically had one of your tag team champions who you just heralded coming back and it was a big deal. I know clean, losing clean is a strong word here, but it's close to it. Yeah, because like... There was nothing he was going to get DQ'd for. Yeah, and there was, I guess, he well, he got ejected at the, at I the guess. most. But, like, he didn't, like, clock him with the belt or no. anything. Like, so I thought this was, like, basic, nothing more than solid, if you want to say yeah. solid. I thought, you know, it. I guess I kept my interest, but there's a lot of things that, I'd that, rather see. You're playing fast and loose with that term. I guess so. Uh, yeah, this was kind of boring. It was like it, it was just a lot of basic action at a, at a slow pace. And it was definitely one of Dax's lesser matches. And I'd place that mostly on Jarrett because Dax can have a great match with a game opponent, which Jarrett is not. He was in like, this there, was, day and age. there was nobody better than Dax for the first Remember, half like, of the Like he faced like Osprey, yes. um, Omega, maybe. I don't know, maybe not. Omega might have been hurt. Um, um, Osprey, <laughs> other Pac. people. Yeah, that was yep. one of them. Yeah, um, there was more. There was. <laughs> there I'll look was it up. More. You keep talking. I'll see if I can um, find it. I swear he faced someone. That, oh, him and Cash had a pretty good match. Um, I don't think oh, that yeah. was one of like the best ones. I know there was better ones, but like, um, and so yeah, when someone like Jared's not great, um, the finish was kind of lame as well. Jeff Jarrett should not be being Dax in 2023 or challenging for the tag titles as many times or at all, because if he and Lethal face FTR, they've challenged the previous three tag champs. Daniel, FTR. Danielson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Danielson and, sorry. Did he face Punk? And I feel Dax. like he faced Punk. I think he might have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then he, they'll have faced FTR, Guns, and the Acclaimed. And they faced the Acclaimed twice, too. So Correct. That is brutal. You find anything else? Nope. That's it. I swear there's more. I'm like, I'm gapping right now. But yes, Punk, Punk Harwood 2022. So that's Punk, Danielson. Like He had a whole bunch of... Was, I remember the Danielson one being good. Did he wrestle Takeshita? Uh, I, f- I don't... 
just because we would have loved know. that i'm sure i'm looking back i don't think so i'm looking back now um no there's one from new japan um so i'm looking i'm just like this okay so I'm, i found the osprey one so that's that's good um oh he faced out cole in the owen hart right. tournament that was probably good i don't i have honestly forgot about it so he lost to punk uh, um I forgot him in uh, FTR. <laughs> this is so funny now. I think it was when I don't remember why. I think I don't remember if Moxley was the mystery opponent. But um, FTR remember once they faced Moxley and Punk teaming together. Right, I do. That's so that. funny now. <laughs> yes, best buds. Oh, the bestest of friends. Yeah, so he faced Pack. I'm not finding anything I else that i don't remember. oh and then he had tag matches against the briscoes that were phenomenal but i swear he had more like had singles year. matches that we really like though anyways like because i remember like we were like really really oh yeah it, i was like know? if we voted right now like, he oh he had a good my, one with lethal he might little, be my oh, wrestler wow, of the year i think pre pre jarrett lethal yes back good when lethal, lethal was <laughs> happy lethal what oh i wrestle k super show which i think is one of those like convention ones or whatever he beat mike bailey like Bailey, like a that twenty minute match too. That'd be cool. That's that sounds good. Anywho, back to the show. Um, Tony Khan has one of his infamous announcements. Yep. Um, so they're doing the Owen Hart tournament again. So they're gonna have the opening ceremony at Double Nothing, which is ironic because last year the finals were at Double Nothing, but whatever. Um, it will be featured at Forbidden Door. I think he mentioned something in New Japan, so maybe they'll have some New Japan talent in there because Owen Hart was in New Japan a bit. So that's and cool. the finals are going to be on July fifteenth on Dynamite, which is in Calgary. Yep. My only note was Owen Hart thing in Canada, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah, Canada. Hooray! Good for us. Um, someone else do, does another person get? Do they also get a meaningless title belt that looks kind of big? I don't know. Does Cole, do Cole and Britt have to give up theirs? That's another good question. They they have to defend their title against the winner. Create new ones. Yeah, just just make another belt. Just no infinite thing. belts. Make the same belt. Just give it to another person. Like now, them and like Cole and Baker all the same belts. Be like the Masters when you win, they put the green jacket on you. I think the previous year's winner puts the because the green jacket is your like big thing for winning the Masters. Oh, so sports give the belt to them. Like they have to put it on the new ones. Oh, but that's embarrassing. And then if it's heels, you could build a feud out of it. Anyways, keep going. Yeah, it's just like the, take forever. Hit him with the belt. Um, Wardlow is defending. I his still don't know who it was. He faced a jobber. I don't. I don't know either. I don't think it matters. It doesn't. But I'm curious. <laughs> you talk. I'll see if I can find it. Um, there's a headbutt and the wind up clothesline from Wardlow. Four power bombs got the win. Then Arn spoke after. Um, he was talking about why they're affiliated, which he didn't really explain. He was just like, "Oh, people are wondering about it." He talked about be- him being Hobbs, who's one hell of a man. He said Wardlow is AW's dynasty. No. Um, he says Wardlow can put AW on his shoulders and take them in the next millennium. No. Um, but sometimes the man to get rough. Then Cage and Luchasaurus come down at the end of the ramp and have a stare down. Because I assume Luchasaurus is going to win the title. Yeah. I don't like kind of felt like they've reset Wardlow and he's back to beating jobbers like it's so weird we did this already you built him into a monster you put him in a really good feud with MJF and then it's like you abandon him for a bit right so it's kind of like they put him in the freezer and now and they're thawing him this, out this build like. a good title reign how this is the title defense I'm definitely less interested in him than I was um and this match doesn't help right he just oh, beat a jobber in a minute anymore. yeah and I do think he can benefit from having a mouthpiece I just 
Why I don't Arn? know if Arn's the right choice, right? He did stumble a couple times here, I thought, speaking. Um, yeah, I didn't love it. But I like I get the idea that he's trying to have Wardlow have more of an edge, right? Like what's holding you back is you need to be dirtier or willing to cheat or whatever. I don't know what it is. but There's And then why does Christian walk all the way there, say nothing, and then just back away? Is he a dinosaur too? I don't know. So that was strange to me. They didn't say anything. Like, should he and Luchasaurus be afraid of Arn Anderson? I guess, or is it just pull out the clock? I guess the classic answer is mind games, right? Mind games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fine, whatever. Yeah, it was lame. Just another wordless squash. Um, it does such a disservice for the title. Like, just if it's how can it be important if it's being defended in constant squash matches? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Me either. And why does this? It was that a title match? Why does that guy get a title shot first of all? I don't know. Me That's either. worse than Cassie just taking on whoever, because at least he takes on people we know. Yes. Um, I could not care less about him and Ard. Like, I didn't love the promo. Um, It just felt kind of random and pointless. And then, I guess Cage is at least somewhat credible, but I would like Luchasaurus. The best I could find here is 411 <laughs> has him as Tony Acer- Acero, maybe. <laughs> like, the <laughs> best I could get... The John report was like some guy with no chance, and this is on 411, and it just says Tony Acero, maybe. So -hmm. there. We tried to give him credit for his work. We tried. Work. Work. Um, Next, we get a Sam and Guevara interview, which is probably one of my preferred segments on the show. With who? His best friend, MJF. No, but who's interviewing? There you go. Renee. Give the Canadian Um, girl credit. So then MJF came in, I kissed Sammy on the forehead, and then Sammy did the same uh, then MJ said he gets to avoid a four-way match while Sammy will get a big fat check as part of their deal. Um, Sammy gave MJF a matching vest, and then MJF gave him a Burberry scarf, and they hugged, and then they kept kissing each other on the cheek, too. You know what just hit me that this reminded me of and maybe why I liked it so much? What Think of our favorite show, The Office. What does this kind of remind you of? Dwayne Andy? Yeah. Oh, right yeah. when they're like not they don't want to they want the other person to owe them a favor so they're like doing ridiculously and you can see right through it and whatever you should be able to so it sort of reminds me of that Mm -hmm. right like they're almost playing chicken with the other as to who loves the other one more in this new friendship that is suddenly so strong right so i thought this was amusing because neither of them are being sincere and we all know that but um and is sammy just out of jazz now I don't think so. I hope so. I would hope so, but I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Uh, So, yeah, I thought this was amusing. The relationship between these two guys is funny to me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved it. I find it very amusing. Um, I think it's funny because, like like you said, you you know they're both full of crap, um, but they're just overcompensating to get what they want out of this, and I think it'll create a unique dynamic in the inevitable four-way. And nobody can tell me that there's not going to be a four-way. There is. Because there's just, that's not possible. The lead-up's coming to it, right? So Mm -hmm. it's for sure happening. I refuse to accept that there's no far away. Um, then RJ said he tees up the uh, main event with Omega to cash the team. And Tries to. The Blackpool just flattened him. Yep. They just, which is a good role for him. Um, another good Canadian boy, I'm pretty sure. Is he? Yep. Canadian actor and professional wrestler. Nice. He is. How come he doesn't wrestle anymore? I don't know. Maybe he will. His pictures, know. he looks pretty ripped. Yeah, he's been doing that Hey W morning show. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, next, we get Darby Allen versus Samuel Guevara. And MJF is on commentary promoting his limited edition pickle jars, which I think was pretty <laughs> A funny. lot, yeah. That was, that was funny. Yeah, he, he finds ways to like bring it back around to the pickles quite a few yeah. times, yeah. 
Uh, there's the big springboard moonsault to the outside from Guevara. Uh, Guevara caught a suicide dive with a cutter, which I think he's done before. But looked I, good. I like it. like the, the thud it made on the floor was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby went for a coffin drop, but um, Ty Mello distracted him. And Guevara hit an avalanche smash fly for near fall. Perfect 630 sent on through Perfect. a table to the outside. Nailed it. Um, the finish came when MJ tossed the skateboard to Darby, and then Guevara dropped down, did the Eddie Guerrero thing, and successfully got Darby DQ'd. Which um, never happens in the win. AEW, right? Yeah. Like, you can probably count on one hand the DQ wins there's been in so three I or four years right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, then MJ and Sammy attacked Darby more until Jung Won made the save with a chair. And Tony Schiavone and Mike, he stood up at the announce table and told MJ to shut up because he's a prick. <laughs> uh, and Schiavone said that Sammy has earned his title shot at the double or nothing because he won the tournament. And he said that next week there's going to be a tag match with uh, Jungle Boy and Darby against MJ and Sammy. And if the faces win, it's a four-way. If the heels win, they keep the one-on-one match. So Jack gets what he wants. So it's we get a four-way. Is the bottom line. Um, so I thought it was a pretty good match. It felt kind of short. Agree. Um, but some of the spots are cool, and yes. I, I thought it was still good. Uh, and they always work well together. I just thought it was a little underwhelming compared to their previous encounters. But uh, four away, so yay. Um, DQ finish might be lame for some people, but it benefits the storyline, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, um, and as soon as I saw the placement of this match, I said to you, like, oh, this is a screwy finish for sure. Well, I figured also it's once we had shenanigans event. last week with MJF, he would have to do it again because then that's the only way that you can facilitate uh the far away yeah i thought the pace was a bit slow to start but then yeah like you said there were a lot of cool spots that these guys nailed so i enjoyed it i don't love the finish but it was kind of predictable i figured that's what we were getting and it is part of the story they're telling so i don't mind it it's just not the most satisfying and i thought the promo post match was kind of amusing and my last note is jack gets his four-way match obviously so yeah um, then I think it was after a commercial break, maybe, um, MJ was getting in a limo and said it's full when Sammy tried to follow him. It's clearly empty. It was, it was empty. The camera literally did a pan over. So that's kind of like so weird to see for a kid. Like they probably won't get along. Yeah. It's the, the first match. little break in like, oh, we love each other so much. And it's like, yeah, but now that MJF like has the potential to like get, or like there's a potential like that, that the, he'll right. be an actual title defense. He's like, he's kind of loses his grip on this so but you speak. think you'd still want to keep in like so then it's at least two of them against two of the faces sort of yeah. thing but yeah you can see there's foreshadowing of a, a probably pretty obvious split coming but again obvious doesn't mean bad and predictable doesn't mean bad right sometimes the swerve is worse than making it predictable right. uh, and that's the problem wcw ran into mm-hmm. swerve for swerve's sake and it was way too often mm-hmm uh, next we get Adam Cole calling out Jericho. He calls out Jericho uh, initially to no avail. Then Jericho's music hits, and, and as Cole is about to leave to go find Jericho, Jericho appears on the Tron saying he doesn't want to be near Cole in the ring because he's a disgrace. But his boys will be and Jazz attack Cole in the ring instead. Uh, and Bandito and Cassidy get me down as well, which I like because they Cassidy did hear about the situation. Yep. Remember when he asked for an so I like yeah. I like the callback. Yeah, he knows what's going on. Um, but they got me down as well until Roderick Strong makes the save and he fights off everyone. Like, what? Yeah, it's like they he, genuinely caught me off guard with this when I saw because he made a very silent exit from NXT. N- no news broke at, about it at Nothing. all. Like you could have told me you were still injured a way to come back, and I would have believed you. In fact, the guys from Poison Rana that I listened to, they'll always be like. Not always, but sometimes like this would be a logical spot for Roddy to come back and do this, right? Assuming that he's just been injured or whatever, but he's gone. So yeah, I thought um yeah, and they signed him now. So Cole's a good actor, right? So 
I thought the beatdown of Brit last week looked really good. So like his anger and rage is justified here and he does a I really, really good it, job yeah. with that. And then I'm happy to have Roddy back too because I think he's awesome in the ring. I love And Roddy. putting him with Cole means Roddy doesn't have to talk, which unfortunately he should not. He's had 20 whatever years and he's not good on so this mic. So now we need Kyle O'Reilly to heal and then we need Bobby Fish to resign because now we could do <laughs> get the him, whole get the thing. the band back together. And they could fight Blackpool. So as we go through this show, I'm realizing like I enjoyed a lot of segments, but not a lot of matches is what it's feeling mm -hmm. like. But 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 then that's leading into the next segment. So then you got to <laughs> start doing faction wars. You got to do elite. I'm fine. On the street era. I love a good Blackpool. Faction. That's yep. it. Jazz. Okay, so th just those three. Matt Hardy's group. QTV. The <laughs> so so Blackpool factions. versus Elite versus Undisputed Era versus QTV Correct. versus Jazz versus Best Friends versus Death Triangle. Versus House of Black versus Where's, Pac? Where's my boy versus Pac? the varsity athletes, right? Yes, correct. Um, versus the firm, um, versus the trust, but no wait, the they're varsity athletes. Versus the embassy, the mogul embassy. Correct. Okay. Sorry, my mistake. Okay. Correct. Just make sure you get that right. Yep. Right, and then like, I don't know, Air Fox and Top Flight, I guess, and then, um. I know Leon Ruff and Bear County were teaming, so you could do them. Or the Iron Savages or whatever they're called now. I haven't seen Why did I remember early. that? I don't know. I'm just going to quit. Uh, next, we get QTV. Um, so QTV Why? or QT Marshall was talking about how it's been a rough week for them. And Hobbs came in, threatened him because he lost the title. He's all mad. Pinned um, him to the wall with his forearm on his throat. Marshall says he'll be champion again. They're going to plan B, whatever that means. Yeah, know. you weren't you weren't a champion. What is it? You weren't a champion when you joined us or whatever? Arnie wasn't what a was champion until QT came in because QT helped him win, remember? Yeah. So I just don't care about this. And I don't. It wasn't long. So I'll, I guess that's the best thing I can say. But it's just not useful. I don't. Yeah. At least Hobbs is menacing here. Else. Yeah. But uh, QTV is still a waste of space. So I'm hoping this is the beginning of the end. But the plan B thing makes me think, oh, we're still going. Yep. I agree. I don't want to see it, but we're going to get it, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, next, we get Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie for the TBS title. And Taya will get DQ'd if she uses her finisher, which is the same as Jade's. Right. And she almost did, too. Yeah. She a risked couple it. like teases. Yeah. Which I don't know why. Because she's not smart. She's dumb baby face, too. Yeah. Uh, inverted uh, DDT think on the outside from Taya. Uh, there's a Blue Thunder Bomb from Taya for two. Uh, Superplex from Cargill. She hit a Destroyer at one point for two. Yeah, Something that was new, new. Finally. Yep. Um, the finish came when she rolled up Taya. I think she countered uh, Taya going for her finisher for some reason. And right. And she rolled it up with a handful of types uh, for the win. Which, I don't know. This is like, it was alright, but it was kind of boring. I only half watched it. And I think Taya could have been the one to beat her, but this this whole feud has been kind of lame. It's all been like around the shared finisher too much. I, I think it's continuing. And this match though. was lame. Yeah, I figure it'll continue, but it's still kind of lame. I kind of prostituted for some new stuff, but it's kind of too little, too late. I felt similar. There were some decent moves in this: the superplex, um, the destroyer, which was nice to see something new from Jade. But like overall, it's Taya looked kind of slow here, right? And I thought the first little bit felt really scripted and or rehearsed. Like they've gone through. I don't know why I feel that way, but I, I did. Um, so yeah, a little different from most Jade matches because it was a little more competitive and we did get some new offense from Jade, which is cool. And I thought so too. Like Ty is a person that you can build up to actually take the title off Jade or as a credible opponent to do that. But 
I guess they're not doing it yet. I assume the fact that Jade won with the roll-up um, and not her usual dominant fashion hitting her finisher, right? It leads me to believe that we're getting more of this. So maybe yeah, Taya so. is the one, but I think Taya needs to be built better. And I would like Taya to look better in ring a little bit. Agreed. This was not that. It wasn't. Uh, next, you get a Baker and Hater backstage promo. Uh, Baker says the outcasts forget what her and Hater are capable of. Uh, she likes to think that they're fairly decent human beings, unless you give them reason not to be. And Hater said they had to resort to we weapons last week, and they can injure them as many times as they would like or send them to the hospital. Uh, and they, But they've declared war, and the only way this is over, they send them to the bloody morgue. I thought that line was kind of cheesy. Yeah. I felt like Hater's stuff, like she delivered it well, but it felt like yeah. WWE adjacent. I thought it was funny because when Baker said they're fairly decent people, it reminded me, oh, hey, they were like heels for a long time and had a bunch of shenanigans. So, right. No. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought they did a good job delivering. I didn't love some of the stuff that was written for them, if that's the case, or if they ad-libbed it. I don't know. Kind of cheesy lines, but yeah. Hater sounded good. But, yeah, they spoke well, so it was solid. Um, then we get a BC Gold promo package. Um White was talking about his debut. Juice said they're going to kick ass or something like that. Yeah. Juice talks money. Uh, then Spears and Starks talk, and they said they're no friends, uh, but they have a common enemy, and they're going to take care of it or something like that. Um, I thought it was fine. It's a fine build for a Rampage match. I heard the match was solid. Yeah. Um, but I think we should start a petition to make their official faction name Bang Bang Gang. I like that, too. That's funny. And I actually think Jay White and Juice are really cool together, right? But this I was like it. I, I kind of want it's to kind see of more. a low card thing you know I want to see more of them yeah um, as a and I still feel like Spears is gonna join them and turn on Starks I don't know why I feel so strongly no, about this white pinned him oh did he he took the pinfall yeah that makes sense too so yeah I also like bang bang gang I think that's funny and yeah. I just thought white and juice were really cool but it was just a super brief thing mm -hmm. uh, next we come to our main event which is Kmega Mega and Kenosuke Takeshita. Uh, versus Butcher and Blade. You know those perennial main eventers, Butcher and Blade. Elevating Takeshita and Omega for Who never once. ever win anything. So already on paper and the location of this, I have a problem with this. I, yeah. And I have no problem with Butcher and Blade, but this is not. A random Dynamite main event? Correct. Like, yes. I'd honestly rather Cassidy and Bandito main event. Yes. Other than the fact that it set up them saving Cole, that, so I get that. But like just as a match. And in theory, it should have been gravara right and and darby yeah then they could have had more time and i don't really i don't really care about that dq finish at no. the end because that you have like the setup for the four-way at the end of the show i think it bothers more people than more than it bothers us right like i get it it's part of the story yeah but anyways um, this is what we Danielson's get on commentary uh blade was like leathering to catch out some heavy that's my note too like, yeah he was wailing on yeah, to catch the early it was on heavy um, Omega hit like the fireman's carry rolling senton on the middle roll moonsault and as he do dove for the moonsault to catch a tag down and hit a diving senton so kind of a add on there uh, Blade was distracting the ref after Butcher hit Omega with a running crossbody on the outside you know, kind of, yeah. there's a few times in this where I went kinda yeah right um, Sabian interfered and hit like a slingshot Arabian Presto Omega, that which is good. like the that moonsault where you like kind of bounce off with your legs yeah, but like, not like split legged yeah because his legs weren't split no um, there to catch to hit the running leaping clothesline or the to catch a line, which is that's weird. <laughs> um, then he hit a he followed with a brain buster also on Butcher for two. Um, half Butcher hit a half Nelson backbreaker to Takeshita, then a stunner from Blade, and then a running lariat from Butcher for two. So that was a nice little sequence. Um, Omega hit a V trigger to Butcher, then to catch a fall with a blue thunder bomb for two. Blade broke the pin. 
Uh, Toby can heal it a blade and save you from Omega. And then uh, Takeshita hits the power drive, need a butcher for the win. Um, and then after Danielson says he sees a pro- he spoke and said he sees a pro wrestler in the ring who got the pin and an amateur who's riding on his legacy next to a talented prodigy who should train with the BCC. Yeah, there's uh, openly recruiting Takeshita at this point, right? That'd be cool, but I don't want him in there. No. Um, Danielson says last week they started something and they'll finish it this week. Um, Young Bucks running kind of clean house. Uh, Bucks holding mocks for the screwdriver from Omega, but then Danielson kind of rolls Takeshita and, and Takeshita's kind of playing peacemaker. Yeah. Because, like, don't stoop to that level, Kenny. That's right. And he's, then a, Black, he's a very much babyface at this Blackpool point. Blackpool take out the elite. Danielson tries one more to recruit but that does not work, and they low-blow Takeshita and attack him with a screwdriver to end the show. And leave him bloody and sort of stand tall, which Indeed. I like. I like the final image of them violently attacking somebody, right? The, the, B, the BCC. So, um, it again, not exactly a main event, but a fun tag team match. I thought Kenny and Takeshita looked good, as you would expect. Butcher seemed a bit off in a couple spots to me. I thought he was taking offense weird was what my note says i didn't elaborate but there was like three times where i was like what what was what's he doing but butcher and blade didn't get a ton they had that one nice sequence i thought that you pointed out as well but um i guess you didn't really expect that too much it shouldn't be super competitive with Takeshita and kenny Wright. so and i'm still really enjoying danielson in his role um i liked him on the mic here and i think the final images of uh blackpool looking violent and dominant is good and it's sympathy for Takeshita, right? He's there. He is getting attention. He is getting a little bit of story. So I'm obviously happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I thought it was pretty good, but kind of underwhelming. Um, kind of hoping the action pick up more, but it was good. It wasn't bad. Just d- did not feel like a main event, like a middle of the show kind of match, even an opener, I guess. Um, the fact that Butcher and Blader in the main event kind of backs up my point, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Um, but I like. That like there's still some solid action. I liked it enough. Um, Takeshita gets some more spotlight, so I, I always like that. But I wish he got more of the Takeshita I like because mm-hmm. he he can be like super fast and explosive when he's yes. at his peak. He can do it all. Um, the post match was well done with Danielson. I like that too. Yep. Uh, overall, like there was no match on this show I loved. O- the opener was was pretty good. It was probably my match of the night, I guess. And then like just I always hope for something that I'm like, if you didn't see it, you have to go see it. And there was none of that, right? But segments, I liked quite a few, right? So um, overall for me, I'm just kind of looking through everything. The segments bring the mar- the marks up for me. So I'm going to go a solid B here. Nothing in ring was awful. I didn't really enjoy the women's match, but I thought a bunch of the segments were pretty entertaining and little bits in between. So I'm going to go with the B this week. You? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I thought like, yeah, the matches didn't really impress. Um, I would agree the opener was probably the best one. Um, and Alan and Guevara was pretty solid too. Um, I didn't love Dax and Jarrett squash is pointless and the women's was kind of boring and the main event was solid. Um, but I think the segments are really good. Like, uh, Alan and Jungle Boy are pretty solid. I enjoyed Cassie and Banditos a yes, little bit. Yes, their thought, formation is intriguing to me. Uh, Guevara and MJF was really good. Um, cool. Reuniting was strong. I really liked, uh, QTV sucked, but that's a given. Um, I think, yeah, I think a B grade is appropriate because it was, it was an average show. I think. Yeah, good, not great. Mm-hmm. All right, that wraps that up, and we'll move into a little bit of a trivia break here where I'll challenge Jack with some wrestling-based trivia in a segment we call Off the Top of His Head.
very appropriate that you just grabbed a microphone, or sorry, a figure on your way back to the microphone here. Because Seth Rollins. Uh, from WWE's own website, this is their 30 greatest action figures ever. So I'm going to go through 30 to 15 this week. Trying to give trying to give you hints along the way to get them. So it might take me a minute because I'm basically trying to paraphrase what they've given and taken out any take out any clear. Um, so the first one, number 30, we'll go 30 to 15 today. And if it works, we'll go 15 to 1 next week. So it is from 1998, okay, if that helps you. Oh, I thought we were going like just Mattel. No, this could be anything. Think. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so I know, but I'll give you hints along the way. So basically what, what they're... What am I trying to guess? Just the figure? Who like, it is. The person. Oh, okay. Who it is. Okay, so they're saying that the the impressive thing here is that before the head scans, that basically they think they did a really good job sculpting this person's face, okay? Came in a three-pack, uh, KB Toys exclusive three-pack. Um, Yokozuna? No. And, and they said it eerily mimics the hardcore hardcore insanity of this madman. I remember hearing... Uh, was Think of three-pack as a big... Uh, okay, that is... Cactus? Correct, Cactus Jack. So it's a well, three-pack with his other alter egos, obviously. Oh, I remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I remember I used to watch videos about stuff like that. So this one is from 1986, and it is a 2005 Hall of Famer dressed in an outfit as shrill as his trademark high-pitched voice, a manager, including a pink, pink tie, no, and a crimson shirt. Oh, brother love. With a white jacket covered in oversized musical notes. Oh, Jimmy Hart. Correct, Jimmy. Mouth of the South Hart. 1990. So this is a much smaller hard rubber counterpart. Um, so, sorry, these were the first posable superstar toys. So this person has his trademark pet with him, shall we say. Coco? Nope. Eric Rowan with a spider? No. He had a spring-loaded punch. Uh, this t this toy i guess the hell? uh who else had a pet a creepy scary pet oh jake correct jake the snake i two mean i would have gone with the Ronan and the spider i feel like you might know this for some reason 2002 now came in special packaging that looked like a wheaties box mm, no one of the best likenesses of him ever created um i don't want to say that Complete well, coming with comes with a gold medal and a fire hydrant. Angle? Correct. Yes, yeah. Who That's too obvious. Be? 1986, another manager, famous from the rock and wrestling era. Lou Albano. Correct. Very good. From 2011, Elite Series 11, uh, a wrestler you do not like. It was released shortly at shortly after. Yes, his pipe bomb. Good. Uh, 1991. Colorful, unorthodox tag team from a different country, not North America, we'll say even. Mm -hmm. So it's 1991, and it's a colorful, unorthodox, foreign tag team. Rockers? Recently, I mean, they're one, not foreign. One recently died, actually. Who just died? They were like bloodthirsty and violent before coming to WWE, and WWE Mons made them... Mons? No, like comedy characters. Bushwhackers. Correct. Oh, Bushwhackers. yeah. Of course. I'm going back. 2006. Um, so this is... Sorry, just trying to pull some details here. Gloved hand to his flowing mane of black hair. 
also comes with the Winged Eagle Championship. So one glove, lots of hair. What? Winged Rollins? Eagle Champion. Nope. Big man. Uh, taker? Nope. Another big man. Mm. He came from WCW. Or Kane. was, sorry, was in WCW. No. He has one glove. Okay, so keep thinking. Sid. No. Diesel. Yes. Why did I not say Diesel? I don't know. That's why I didn't want to give any more hints, because I'm like, you should know this. 2004 tag team, considered one of the all-time greats. Most greatest tag team? No. Okay, I took it too literally. Clad in red shoulder pads. Oh, uh, L-O-D. Correct. D's nuts. Uh, 2005. A trio. Okay. One of the most revered factions in wrestling history. Okay. Demolition. Famous for having their own tag team rules. Oh, Freebirds. Correct. The fabulous Freebirds. 1984. One of the, in the Hulk Hogan era, one of his main rivals. Piper. Impeccably capturing his famous mustache and ring attire. Rude. Nope. What? Earlier than that. Earlier than rude. Superstar Billy Graham. And his custom boots as well. Oh, chic. Correct. The Iron Sheik. Okay, there we go. 2012. Okay, so that okay. Elite Series 19. Okay. Uncanny likeness of the bearded grappler, marking the point at which his facial hair was just beginning to overtake his head. Daniel Bryan. Correct. That's what I thought it was. 2013. Okay. 2013 figure. Um, let's see. This his likeness is proportional and huge when compared to other toys. Sole accessory is his T-shirt. However, the t the tattoos, monstrous facial expression, and modern ring gear are so accurate. What was the year again? So it's obviously someone really big because they're saying they finally got his figure to scale. Two thousand thirteen. Okay. Multiple time champion. Mark Henry. Dominant. Big Show. No. Great colleague. No. Uh, 2013. So he came back to WWE in 2012. Tensai. And put the entire locker room on notice. Brock Lesnar. Correct. Very good. Nice. Um, 17 is from 2006. And it's one wrestler dressed up as another wrestler. Okay. Shawn Michaels is Hulk Hogan. Correct. I did not know that was a thing. I I, I, I did. It's a creepy looking figure, actually. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, number 16 from 1991. Um, let's see what we're going to say here. It also featured a gorilla press slam motion, white trunks, different colored specific logos, and face paint to match. Um, logos, face paint, gorilla press slam. Gorilla Press. Oh, Warrior. Correct. Finally, for this week, from 1987, it is a commentator. Monsoon? No. It's this person's very first action figure. Jim Ross. Before his role drastically changed to becoming an on-camera character. Oh, Vince? Correct. Vince McMahon. I didn't want to say, like, he owns it. That would be too easy. Well, anyways, now. I don't know how that went. How did you think that went? Uh, that's interesting. Okay. So you want me to finish it out next week? Mm-hmm. It's okay. just hard to try and not uh, give it away. To... Anyways, we will try again next week.
But for now, we're going to switch gears back into talking about some of the week's wrestling, what we like, didn't like, or anything notable, really, in what we like to call high spots and rest holds. All right, so I guess you're going to start out with Raw. I don't. I just did the draft. That's fine. Um, and again, I don't know any of these. And I, I'll save that for last because technically it's on SmackDown and then it's a bunch of stuff. It might not be great radio because I don't really care that much because, as I said, they never actually follow their I know brand split anyway. So I'll sorry. go. I'll go off the basis of assuming that they will. Okay, that's fine. Uh, sorry, are you, are you so sorry? I'll save that for last because technically it was SmackDown. Do so you want to save it for the yeah, end? That's all I got. It's because that was a bunch. That's fine. Um, so I'm gonna talk NXT. And my note says Jack was in the room for most of NXT this week. So let's see. Uh, a rest hold for me, and I know you watched this or were there for it. You maybe second screened it probably is the most accurate description, right? Uh, it was the opening match. Do you remember what it was? Um, no. tag, tag team. First ever match. Come on. The next tag? First ever trunk match. Right. It was Stax and Tony D'Angelo ended up defeating Pretty Deadly in what was billed as the first ever trunk match. So they had some old classic car. I guess that's redundant. Classic car that you had to, because it had a big enough trunk to fit two grown men, I guess, probably was the main reason. So you had to get them in the trunk and slam it to win. Um, I found it to be a very generic weapons match, and I thought... I hated the placement of the trunk because I was they like, had to like leave. it's out of view of yes. the fans. It's like they came back and celebrated. It was definitely a fast pace to it. I didn't think there was anything really innovative or super interesting. Um, I don't think it was bad, and I guess it held my interest, but nothing more than that, really. I can't even think of... So this was basically a no-DQ match, right? And I think the only spot that I remember was stacks. I don't know why they had a pool. A kiddie pool yeah. with, like play balls like the ball pit balls in yeah it. so the only thing i remember is stacks running full speed into a chair set up in the cor corner after one of pretty moved that looked good but nothing else really um i remember so you basically it's a 12 minute match and then stacks and tony just throw pretty deadly into the trunk and close it for the win right um and then you, later on in another segment i'll talk about now they are driving along they hear sounds coming out of the trunk so Stax pulls over and like slams the trunk repeatedly in theory, knocking them out or whatever again, I guess. And then they drive off. And I think it was to end the show where did you see that? The murder? Yeah, they like they dropped them. Well, they'll probably get called up. Right? They d That's right. They dump them in the river and kill them, I guess. Like and not they'll quite. Come, they'll, they'll be reincarnated as the gruesome twosome. Not quite as clearly or graphically as um, Eric Young was murdered by Diener, but a murder nonetheless. A double murder even. So. And yes, I'm assuming that this is them being written off of NXT because how could they not be and then show up on main roster. So did not really love the match. I thought it was a pretty generic weapons match. Um, something I liked was a backstage attack and beatdown where Dijak just viciously attacked Dragunov and did that spot where they end up like slamming a garage door on Dragunov's midsection, right? So I thought it looked good and... This is a much more effective way to use Dijak for me than having him speak and cut a, any sort of lengthy promo. So I, I still wish the Terminator look would go away. You hit that mic a few times. It is bulky compared to other ones we've used. But um, I like the beatdown, and the match between these two should be really good, right? Dijak, Dragunov, I think we get mm -hmm. next week, or coming up anyways. So High spot. Dragunov, maybe it will be next week, because I've heard they might want Dragunov up. Oh, no. Not yet. That's one of the, that's one of the NXT 10 that I love. 
Uh, a high spot, I think... One of them's already gone. I think Duke Hudson um, continues to shine in character work now as part of Chase University. So there's a brief segment where he's just trying to hype up Andre Chase before Chase faces Braun Breaker. And I think he... Hudson sounds really good and is kind of outshining Chase at this point. And I get that it's just mid-card comedy stuff pretty much, but you got to have that on a show, and I think he's doing a really good job in that role. Uh, but then the match came, coming out of this, I thought was a rest hold for me as Braun squashing Andre Chase. I don't I don't think I remember that. So Chase got in a little bit of offense, but then it's the Gorilla pre Press Slam, and I believe it was the Steiner Recliner. Yeah, he... Okay, I remember that. Right? Yeah, because he didn't... Like, that's like the heel, like, don't break... Well, he's meaner than evil, okay? That is... I had a note of that. Meaner than evil is Braun's new catchphrase, which is It was awful. on the back it's of on his tights. Yeah. Awful. So I don't... It's it's a bad bad catchphrase, but so I don't think the match was terrible. It got just a squash, but like, and I guess it's part of the Hudson Chase storyline, maybe. But and I guess it's just hey, Braun's a heel now, sort of thing. Just two minutes, but anyways. Um, another thing I didn't really like, and that was uh, Valkyria taken on Cora Jade. So this was a feud that was teased a long time ago, and then Jade was out for a while, and now we're back to it. So I thought Valkyria looked pretty good. Her kicks look good. She did basically almost a locomotion Northern Lights. She did, I think, two revolutions of it. And then had a fisherman suplex that looked nice. And I thought Jade did almost next to nothing and then hit a chop block and the double arm DDT, which I don't think is a great finisher. I don't I don't understand the whole, like, she used the bat as a distraction, which is fine, but she didn't even cheat then. No, not really. It was a chop block. Yeah. Like, just a, actually cheat then. A cheap shot, but nothing illegal. So Jade wins. Cheap shot on a cheat shot. Okay. Jade, Jade wins uh, in about eight and a half minutes. And I have read recently that officials are really high on Cora Jade and think that she could be called up soon. Um, I don't really see it. I think she's decent, but I think she needs think, more time. I think her partner is much better. Her partner is much better? Yeah, she's with Breaker. Oh, okay. Um, another thing I liked was a solid championship match, but again, not placed as a main event which i thought was strange right so you're kind of telling like um telegraphing the winner of this right so i thought the start and the finish i didn't really love but i thought the middle portions were quite good and i ended up liking the match overall the the elbow drop through the table looked very good right uh and both of these guys have a really bright we future specify what match this is oh uh, sorry waller waller <laughs> and carmelo hayes i said championship but not which i one. got scared because um they put out a new theme for him. It was they. It used to be called the greatest, and now it's called Mellow Don't Miss. Yeah. But it's it's the same theme. I think just cut shorter. But thankfully, it is the same. Because when they, it I works saw a theme him. with a new name, I was like, oh no. No, his theme it's, fits it's him. It's perfect. I yeah. love it. So after the match, Mello cuts a promo, and I guess we're getting Braun Breaker again because he demands to face him one more time. So I and thought even the, better. It's wasting the pay per view slot too. True. I thought the finish for this kind of came out of nowhere with in the moment i thought so and it turns out i was right that waller did injure himself going for that rolling cutter because then it was just like a kick to his face and Melo's finisher after 12 minutes kind of out of nowhere right so I'm apparently waller's hurt how he injured himself but yeah i didn't see it either but sometimes it's like a even when i did my achilles right i was just running it's not like or anything... sometimes it's like indy harwell where you can totally see it uh, yes yeah <laughs> that was crazy we'll get to that <laughs> the two injuries one of them you noticed one of them you don't I thought we got another solid babyface promo from Roxanne. She basically like she was a kid loving WWE and she wants to be a role model for girls like her that and so you get footage of her as a really young fan again, proof that she's always loved wrestling, which is cool. 
and she's going to now wear bows in her hair to symbolize her connection with young fans. So I don't think she's like amazing yet, but she's already very good at babyface promos when they have trouble finding legit baby faces so like bright future like she should probably get called up for jade like i don't know i would think so i, I think she's wrong. more polished than jade in ring and on the mic i prefer roxanne um the mixed tag match i actually liked parts of it um and i put jack got to watch a complete summary of this several month long story remember oh, they, that was beautiful they ran through the whole everything for you so um i did have a few issues with the match there was one spot where kiana james is absolutely dominating Fallon Henley, but decides to tag out, which in a mixed tag match means she's also bringing in yeah. the fresh male competitor. Yeah. So that didn't make sense. But I thought some of the action in the middle was pretty good. I thought Briggs and Jensen were really physical with each other. I thought that came across well. Um, and then just the finish of this, I thought was strange too. Um, why did I'm trying to remember specifically what I the can't. finish was? I I know I'll know it when I hear it. But... And then storyline wise, right? This went at a snail's pace for months, and then to Mach Five near the end here because we already had Jensen turn and they're united a, a week apart. James is already dumping Jensen for some reason when it took them months to get together, right? And she's even going as far as like I never loved you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Why? put him through the ring what what was the end game right of this relationship did i like i don't <laughs> like callahan i never wanted to be in the design and we still have a loose end of this whole sebastian thing right so that uh, maybe we're not done i don't i don't I remember can't imagine you are knowing your luck oh the finish was um the attempt to cheat with the ref watching the whole time remember the bag is introduced oh yeah and the ref's just standing there yeah. watching it all yeah, yeah. okay so that was the dumb part of it but anyways i like the middle part um, another thing I liked was Dragon Lee got a quick segment and spoke a little bit. I'm the promo wasn't anything special, but I'm just happy because it's setting up a Heritage Cup match between Noam Dar and Dragon Lee, that which should be, be nuts. I, I would watch that. Right, so that's something I'm looking forward to. Oh, rest hold, you definitely saw this because we laughed and laughed. What did we laugh and laugh at that we were not supposed to laugh and laugh at? I don't know. You and you said, me. "quote I could do this in Photoshop." Do you remember? was good old scripts oh yeah the, the that was so bad <laughs> and i said this is almost a high spot for all the wrong reasons as jack and i laughed pretty hard at this <laughs> it looks so dumb and it sounded so dumb cheesy too. so cheesy visuals and then just terrible phrasing right and then the use of the voice changer which i think he dropped by it the was end. it was better because it wasn't like that weird like deep distorted right. voice and it i think they better. dropped it by the end of this and it was just his voice but just laughable right and it's all ahead of a match with Axiom, which I love Axiom, so he better win. If Scripps beats Axiom, I'm going to be pissed. I'm not going to lie, because why? There's no reason for that, but anyways. And then just notable is Saul Ruka got attacked, and we don't get... To, it's through, like, frosted glass, so we don't know who did it, and apparently she is injured. I think she's torn something in her knee, so that's the write-off of her, obviously. And then you watched... Did you... You watched Oba, Oba Femi? Yeah, a little. Who uh, Booker couldn't get his name correct. So he oh, looked, he's huge. He's a big, big dude, obviously. And he seemed a little less raw than some, although I wasn't super impressed, but we'll see. Um, and then I did not enjoy, I think you saw Gigi Dolan's promo. She grabbed Vic Joseph's headset. That was great. No, um, basically something about she's going to bring her brother next week and make JC Jane's life hell. So I don't think she was as bad as sometimes, but she's still not good. And there's just no heat with this feud, right? This is supposed to be a bitter feud between two longtime friends and tag team partners and there's just nothing there that i care about so 
Anyways. And the main event, I also had some problems with, and I don't think it's their fault. You watch this. This match was kind of thrown into chaos. I, like, this leg injury to Hartwell looked devastating. Like, they replayed it. I watched it her in leg, slow like, motion. Her crumpled under it her. It folds underneath a la, not quite Both Psycho Sid, but close. Uh, this is probably the closest thing I've seen to it. And somehow, like, so then, obviously, this, they had to call an audible, and it was just Roxanne and, who was the other one? Oh, Stratton in there, right? So, maybe they're not quite experienced enough to have to completely change the flow of what's going on in this match. Yeah. So, and also, like, the crowd was completely taken out of this. They were standing, some of them, with their hands over their mouths and hands on their heads watching um, medical personnel deal with Indy because it looked awful, this injury. So I was shocked when she came back, right? Um, so she does return, but she can barely put any weight on the right leg. Stratton hits her moonsault to Roxanne, which I'm not sure she was supposed to because it looked like... Um, Indy was supposed to knock Stratton off the top, but just couldn't get there in time. And then and she remember, did like an awkward pin. Yeah, she has to position um, Roxanne very awkwardly, right, to allow Indy to pull Stratton out of the ring. And then all Indy can do is hit like a pretty weak-looking lariat to the back of Roxanne's head Almost to retain. Than cross, though. But like, but true, it's very similar. So the match was a bit of a mess, understandably, right? Since the injury, things looked awkward, and the injury looked awful. Sucked the energy out of the crowd. And the other two performers, I think you have to be worrying about the other person, right? Because they when may... she got drafted, which I told you about, yes, remember she indeed. was in a boot. Yeah, it makes sense because there's no way that wasn't a serious injury and full marks for her for toughing it out. But it definitely affected. It looked the rough match. at the end for sure, like she was like limping and stuff. But at least she like yeah, props her for doing it. So. That's crazy. And and um, so I, it I didn't enjoy the match, but I, it's understandable why it was a bit of a mess, right? So uh, that's that. Impact switching to that. Just a general high spot to contrast AEW is their commitment to women's wrestling and women's storylines. This had three women's matches on the show uh, and multiple women's segments. And I'm not saying I liked all of it because I didn't. But at least they are trying to make the knockouts division a legitimate part of the show, right? So that's just, hey, AEW, like you can have multiple women's stuff it's on possible. your show. It's fine. <laughs> Um, high spot I thought was the opening match. It was Grace and Masha Slamovich opening. It's their third match against each oh, other. We didn't in talk Impact. about it in the news, but Naomi's going there, right? Yeah, Naomi is coming for there. Sure. The crowd I thought was pretty dead for this, and maybe because I'm guessing this was a lengthy. Is this the one that's still in Rebel? Yeah, so I'm guessing this was like hours three and four. When would this? Have Do you know been? what I mean? Like maybe it was after the Fallout show. I think they did uh, taping like probably two episodes at once, and that would explain some of the energy. I think they did after the Fallout show because could be. There, I didn't see any separate tickets for tapings, and then we didn't get any tapings. No, either. there was separate. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because well, no, the, but I mean like a separate day. Yes, from when we went. Yes. Yeah, but there's like the Fallout. They might have done the it day all. After. Yeah, they might have done it all in one shot. That's on, no. I'm saying they would have done it after the Fallout show. Cause, you know, they do those untelevised like yes Fallout shows after a pay per view. I think they probably did it that day. And so like, that not like might a, explain the crowd energy. Because when right? we went to TV tapings, it was a whole separate Correct. thing. Correct. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they did that. But we were there for multiple episode tapings at once. Right. And we I were think two or I three think they episodes. did that after the Fallout and yeah. instead of like doing like pay per view Fallout and then like another day for tapings. I think yeah. they probably did it. So um, after follow probably an exhausted crowd is what i'm guessing definitely wasn't at the level of their last women's standing match because that was my women's match of 2022 but still a very good tv match to start the show uh jordan grace won which i don't love she's won every match against masha and so it was a series of attempted roll-ups and then grace eventually holds her down for the fall 
I think Masha needs to get wins. For me, she'd be the heel challenger for Peraza if they're keeping Peraza as a face. But uh, she did not win. Something that was I did not like in ring was Champagne Singh taking on PCO. So a simple, unspectacular match to get PCO a win because he is our next challenger, right, for the world yeah, champion. Yeah, it's a pay-per-view too. Right. So, so just uh, PCO did his standard stuff, the, the animator and his stuff off the top where it looks like he's just trying to survive. And Singh's the cowardly heel, right, trying to buy because he's the, the richest guy in wrestling or whatever. So he's trying to buy PCO off at one point, but nothing exciting. Um, another thing I was not a big fan of was the Coven had a segment. So Taylor Wilde was going to take on Perazzo, challenging for the championship in the main event. So this is them casting a spell and doing tarot cards with a photo of Perazzo in the background. Doesn't Cross and Scarlet do the same thing? Basically. Right. So yeah, just spells and tarot cards, so not my cup of tea. Didn't like it. Swinger got his first wing, but win, but I didn't think there was any point to this. It was Zicky Dice coming out dressed as a luchador, El Denerico, which was the funniest part of this. And he... Why? What does that mean? Oh, because it's just like El Dice. Generico? Yeah, okay. Dice and Generico. Um, so basically, he allows Swinger to roll him up really quickly for the win. Just low-card comedy fodder, and I guess it was really fast. But And then Santino, of course, to keep this story going, stripped Swinger of the win since it was Dice losing on purpose. So the big thing was Swinger finally got a, his first win because he's on the way to 50. If he can get 50, he gets a title shot. But it gets stripped, so he's back to zero. Wait, first win. So how's he going to get to 50? Well, he's not now. He's That's been the thing is if he can get 50 wins, then he gets a title shot. But he literally loses every match in some comedic fashion, basically. Uh, Kenny King, who I don't generally enjoy. I have been liking lately. I feel like he's been a high spot for me a few times. But he is playing this like bitter, talented, but overlooked wrestler. And I kind of am digging it. So this week he's backstage with Sheldon Jean. And King's like, oh, I've heard good things about you. And even heard people say that... Like, Sheldon Jean's the pre-pre-show guy. You're a young Kenny King, right? We saw him. Uh, and he, he advises... He oh, Crazy Steve. He advises Jean to keep his head on a swivel. And I don't know if they're setting up like an alliance and a mentorship or whatever. But I've really liked Kenny King. It's kind of like... I'm awesome. You all know I'm awesome. They just won't focus on me for whatever reason, and I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. Then we got a solid TV tag match. It was Ace and Bay defeated Khan and Angels. I don't even know if it was actually for the titles or not. Um, I don't think so. There was solid action throughout he for most of this. I mean, Khan's obviously a weak spot, but you can hide him with three other really good guys in the ring. There was an awkward spot where he kind of like fell on... I think it was Austin, and I was worried if Austin was hurt. Or no, it was Bay, and he was out of the match for quite a bit, but he did end up coming back. Anyways, Ace and Bay won with their their combo. What is it? Art of Finesse Fold? Fold, yeah. Which looks cool. So, yeah, I saw um, Kevin Knight and Kushida won the junior tag titles. Oh, did they? Yeah. I kind of like Kevin Knight. He's pretty talented, I think. Death Dolls, didn't like it. Never will. Never do. Um, Rosemary's speaking backstage to Jessica. Crazy Steve shows up. Ask, it's about... Going back to the undead realm or trying to get access to it. I don't know if they're trying to say they're trying to go get Taya back. And Crazy Steve's I mean, she's not doing much. No. Crazy Steve's basically like, you know you need to talk to James Mitchell. Uh, and Rosemary's like, oh no, he's trouble, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't care. I don't want this to happen. Rosemary's acting is so off-putting to me. But anyways, I did like a little vignette that Killer Kelly got. Um, it shows highlights of the match at Rebellion. Focusing again on how she loves pain and loves violence. And then she basically says that in that match, she found somebody as sick and twisted as her, that being Masha Slamovich. So she calls Masha the perfect playmate. 
So I assume we're leading to uh, an angle there. And I just like the tone of Killer Kelly's stuff. I think it's really cool. And I think she's created a interesting character. I don't know if this is what she was doing before Impact, but it's what she's been doing since being here. I remember what here. she did in NXT UK. She didn't do a lot, I don't think. It was no. less. So this is more like a dark, I'm going to take a ton of punishment and not care sort of thing. And I kind of think she's really cool. Um, I kind of hinted at this earlier. Kazarian had a sit-down interview with Gia, and it's broken into two parts. So this was the first part, and I really liked it. Um, so he talks about his start and impact. I think he was saying he met Scott Demore and Jarrett at like an indie show, became friends with ah, Demore, Jarrett. became friends with Demore, and then was just for the first little while just invited back week after week, right? Um, eventually he was having like uh, I think a championship match with. AJ Styles and just facing a whole bunch of awesome people. Then she asks about leaving Impact and he talks about they just kept bringing in veterans with these giant egos who weren't interested in putting young people over and then even showing Dixie Carter like um, and that giving also he's like it wasn't just in ring they were giving way too much power to these people outside of the ring like Hogan, Hogan specifically. Right. Um, and that they had no interest in pushing new talent and that that's when his contract came up and they both decided it'd be better if he went elsewhere, right? So, and I think next week they're going to talk about him coming back sort of thing. So I felt like this was him being really honest and real. And as somebody, me, who watched TNA the entire time, basically, this is what I saw, right? And heard and read about was that this is basically what was actually happening. So I kind of like that they're bringing this reality in. I, I don't know what the end game could be. Like, I don't know where you go with this, right? But I was really entertained and interested in what he was saying for the segment. We'll see what the end game is. I don't know, but I liked it in the moment. And then the final thing, I thought the main event was pretty good. It was Deanna Perrazzo successfully defending her title against Taylor Wilde. Solid, not spectacular. I thought the final few minutes of it were the best. Uh, Kylan King obviously is around and getting involved a couple of times, but end up with Perrazzo winning with the Venus de Milo, which I think is a cool looking submission hold. Um, I just like the ones where the the opponent can't even tap because right. both both of her arms are like being bent well, and, back. And you behind. can't row break either. So I thought it looked good. Uh, and again, there was no chance Taylor Wilde was winning this, but um, kind of started out slowly. But by the end, I thought it was it was pretty good. So a solid episode of Impact. Uh, nothing fantastic though. All right, so talk to me about draft now. All right, draft night. Main night roster one. business. I'll have to talk about the other night next week. I yeah, guess, that's but... fine. Okay, so here's how I'm operating on this. I've organized it into high spots, ones that I like, I think okay. are good. That makes sense. Rest holds, the ones I don't like, that I think are dumb or whatever. And then middle of the road, just other ones I don't really care about or I'm undecided on. Like it. And I don't really know too many, so, so it'll be new for me. We'll start with the good ones, I guess. And then, sure. Okay, so the first one I really like is Imperium going to Raw, because I think that's fresh challengers for Gunther. Yeah. It'll keep his reign going great. Um, So I think that one's really nice. Cause and I would like if they... He's only been on SmackDown so far, right? And I guess the other two as well, right? like maybe they'll face Owens and Zane or something I would hope that the yeah the tag team portion get a little more attention because yeah, I think they're good I think at the very least for Gunther that's like new people there absolutely like I, I really like that give me anyone new against Gunther that's good and he I'm, could I'm here for have it. a match with Cody because they have the yep. rumble history so yeah I, that's cool. someone we really like to watch wrestle with new people to wrestle and is stuff, always yeah. good um the OC to Smackdown Styles is back so that's cool I feel like Styles has been on Raw since like 2020s or something like that yeah. So he, I think it's actually a little different. Like he's been on there for a while, and then OC, I guess Gals and Anderson. Like, there's new people, so I guess that's that ha also feels kind of different to me. Do you know have they been featured at all? Like, what are they up to lately? 
they haven't been featured that much because Sal's got injured. So. Right. Oh, right, right. And also Mia Yim goes with them, or Michin. Really? She's in the OC now because of the whole Judgment Day Rhea Ripley thing, so now she's still in there. I don't know why because it literally defeats the per- purpose of the OC name. But Someone re- reviewing um, might have been Smart Wrestling. I'm not sure. But anyways, they were talking about they feel like there's all this tension between her and Corey Graves and that Graves can't hide it in commentary why? and is like mean to her on commentary. I don't know. They don't know why. They're just picking up on something. Hmm. So hmm. is she getting away from Graves now by going there? Probably. Yeah, okay. Like the, Graves is on. Graves isn't so. there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think SmackDown's Cole and Barrett. I think so, too. Um, And so I, then there's Bobby Lashley to SmackDown, which I think is cool because it's an actual change as well because I'm pretty sure, like, other than being on SmackDown to win the Andre Battle Royal, he, I don't think he's been on SmackDown since like he's come back like he's i feel like right. he's been on raw like even like all the drafts like i feel like he's just been on raw the whole time so i feel like it actually is kind of different yeah it he's is only on smackdown for the bray wyatt segment and then the andre battle Royal. but they didn't bring back whatever his group was which i Her thought business. they should yeah yeah not, i don't think they're doing they kind of teased us and then pulled. i saw uh i think um shelton and cedric are were in the extra ones but i didn't mention it Hold yeah on, i'll look at that but that one's actually interesting because I don't think he's been on SmackDown like proper yet. So yeah, that's fine. Um, I know they were eligible. I don't. I don't see them here. So never okay. mind. I guess. Uh, next one is I got Nakamura to Raw, which same thing for him. I feel like he's been on SmackDown since he came. I know he debuted on SmackDown 2017, and then he was SmackDown US as US Champion. He won the Rumble and challenged the WWE title on SmackDown. He won the Intercontinental title while still on SmackDown. Yeah. Won the SmackDown tag titles with Cesaro. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been on SmackDown the whole time. Has he been time. doing anything lately? He just came back. Is he, and he's not affiliated with anyone right now? No. Okay, cool. So I think that's cool because I, I don't know if he's actually appeared on Raw before. Yeah, and just maybe they could focus on and him too. I doubt him. it. But... I would, that's my hope. Maybe yep. it'll help him. can always out. hope. Uh, Viking Raiders to Raw feels kind of fresh. Um, maybe they'll get some more prominence. They're awesome. They need something. Yeah, but their, their heel game is kind of done with Valhalla. I agree. But, but in ring, they're awesome. So yeah. figure something out and you... I, yeah. They just don't care about tag teams, yeah. right? That's obvious. Uh, my well, last, he doesn't care about The last teams. one I like is uh, Zoe Stark to Raw. I'm oh, a, she went, eh? I'm a little worried she may get lost in the shuffle, but the women's division needs kind of a shot up in the arm. So. She's ready. They just need to keep her as a heel. She's way more interesting mm-hmm. as a heel. Yeah, she's ready to go for sure. In I ring, she's awesome. I didn't... I forgot to put it in here or at all, so I'll, it'll probably go in, like, the middle of the row, but I was mentioning that, like, Roman Reigns to SmackDown is just, like, that's just kind of a given. Like, yeah. I don't really care where Reigns goes because, like, I, I don't know. So that's... He is always around. Just gonna... That, that is what it is. Yep. Um. So the rest holds. These are the ones I think are stupid or weird or dumb. Okay. Um, so first one is Bianca Belair to SmackDown. She's still the Raw Taking champion. The, yeah. So Belt that... Swap. Yeah, that leads me to think there's another belt swap, which I think is stupid because her reign's been so long, and that's how you're gonna end it. And mm-hmm. also, Ripley's reign isn't long, so that's how you're gonna stop her. Like, it just seems stupid. Then she's gonna defend the raw belt against him. Like, I, I don't. It doesn't track. No, I don't. So I, I think never like them handing belts over. Yeah, they've done that like every draft, like for at least like I think they did 2021, and then well, they now did they, it in 2020 as well. If you're calling it the raw whatever, you're kind of boxed in and have to if you just named it something else they could just right take if the, mid, that title if the mid card champions switch right. then exactly. it doesn't matter at all which exactly. they probably will because now i figure i can't imagine both make our titles go on raw. no um then next we have indy hartwell to raw I, I barely think she's fit to be nxt women's champion let alone a main roster star that just doesn't seem right to me it's interesting that they're choosing the champion to go right and what is that 
just a title vacate and I guess tournament or something. something. Bring me know. a tournament. I'm fine with that. I guess. Good for her. She's been in NXT a really long time, and it's either like she's at that point, I think, where it's either you're going main roster or they're going to cut you. I guess. Right? So that's good for her. Um, one I really hate is Cody Rhodes to Raw, and that's simply because Roman's on SmackDown. So that means they're on opposite shows, and he can't finish the story, which is makes Mania especially annoying because they could have just done that. They could have done it. So I think Should that's have really annoying because this is the exact now like he could win the World Heavyweight Title, which is the exact opposite of what should happen. Yes. And then the last one I don't think I like is JD McDonough to Raw. <gasps> um, oh. I fear for his safety. Oh, a hundred percent. He's yeah. too small. That just randomly got announced in the extra pick. So yeah, he's kind of small and weird looking. So the, unfortunately, yeah. that really matters. Unless to Dragunov Vince. goes with him, I guess that's a little. That's too bad. Yeah, I'm, what am I? I'm surprised they'd want him on the main. Even Triple H to. I I'm hoping it's because like his character work has impressed them because this creepy like, I I've really enjoyed the stuff he's been doing in NXT. Now who knows? They might just give him a whole new. Now you're a comedy character or whatever, but. Yes, yeah. I'm a little nervous about that I'm, one. I'm afraid. But he's awesome. I'm so yeah, yeah. hopefully he's just undeniable. Yeah, so and now we got the middle of the pack ones, which I don't think are super interesting. But so um like, or I'm like kind of torn on. So I got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn going to SmackDown. The champions um, also. Um, I think it's good for the main rosters women's tag division because they're sure. somewhat legitimate. They are. But I also kind of think Fire is the one that's ready and less so Isla Dawn. And also they're still champs, so I'm not sure if I like it or not. Yeah, I'm happy for fire because again like she didn't really need to be an nxt at all in my opinion she's awesome and it's one of those things if they're not calling her up then it's going to be like they either release her or say you're now a trainer right and your in-ring is done so i'm happy she's getting a shot i think dawn's good too um and yes they're actually a tag team in a division where you have a belts but not really tag teams so mm -hmm. watch they'll split them as soon as they get there or something mm -hmm. a couple separate picks that i just kind of lumped together becky lynch and miz going to raw because like they're all they've already been on raw for like a while and yeah. it just it's not really a change so it doesn't really matter uh street profits of smackdown like i like them just they were on smackdown i remember them being on smackdown after the 2020 draft because they did the tag title swap with the new day right um so like it doesn't feel like a huge change to me um same goes for edge because i still remember his feuds with reigns and rollins fairly recently like that was yep. like less than a couple years ago yep. maybe like a couple years ago now um damage control to smackdown uh, which like they've never been on SmackDown together, but a Bailey was for a long time. Cause remember she was she had that monster run. Yep. Uh, with Sasha, and then uh, B, I just don't care about the faction that much anymore. Unfortunately, because they're all cool. But when they debuted. That was awesome. But they've been written into I obscurity. Just, yeah, I just of. don't care now. I agree. Um, Matt Riddle to Raw. I love Riddle, but I feel like his situation's weird. Cause I feel like he was technically a Raw guy, but then he just was pe appearing on SmackDown because the brand has kind of like gone defunct before Always. the draft yeah and so he's just been on smackdown to deal with the bloodline but now i feel like that i feel like this is kind of like miz and lynch where it's just like he's going back to the brand less so less than like he's changing shows even though he's been on smackdown true um and then most of the uh, additional supplementary picks are interesting loomis uh laray maximum male models cruz natalia deville and green all into raw are they None putting the way all together on the same show or no uh, I haven't heard about Gargano yet. Yeah, me either. I guess so. Yeah, other than maybe we're rebuilding. Well, actually, no, because theories got probably got to oh, go I to SmackDown. About him. So I guess not. And uh, then Hit Row and Lacey Evans to SmackDown. 
Who would, cares? Exactly. Inconsequential. Yeah, I would suggest. The honestly, the most interesting one from the extra picks they randomly announced was Jaden McDonough because like yes. I saw he posted that and I was like, what? Yeah, I don't. I'm worried about him. Yeah. But here's hoping. Yep. All right. So you did say you have some figuring stuff. A little bit. So let's talk about that in our final segment that we call figuring it out with Jack. Um, so I just saw like some new images for Ultimate Editions posted. There's a Legends Ultimate Rock, which is I think is kind of a re-release of is the one he had in Ultimate Six, but now it's got the butterfly joints. He's also got that tracksuit he wore a bunch in, the, in like '99 or something. Yes, there were rumors he was having work done, and was staying covered up. Yeah, so he, he got that the cloth bits too to do that, which it makes it different from the other one at least. Yep. Um, then there's a couple of Walmart exclusive. I think the Ruthless Aggression one. So there's Rey Mysterio. Dumbest era. From from Mania 22 with the, the giant headdress when he won the world title. Holy. Giant headdress is correct. An understatement. Maybe even, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. The gear is pretty basic, but the rest of it's nice. And then there's Eddie Guerrero in red tights. But he looks like... I don't know why they use like the Cena rock torso. Like, that's huge. Yeah, that's... He's... He was pretty jacked and I pumped know, full of like, roids at one point, I'm he, sure. That, but he, Allegedly. his chest wasn't that big. No. Like, he looks like all-stars Eddie Guerrero, you know, from that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where they're... That's a little nuts. Yeah. So, I don't... But, like, the scans and, and crap are good, I guess. Um. Then, where's... There it is. Okay. Then the other stuff from Ringside was they put out new images for the dog collar two-pack, which was MJF and my favorite chummy old Chicago-made punk. Yeah, but it looks pretty nice. The dog collar looks like an actual... I want to get that because I want a dog collar. And is Punk bloody? They're both bloody. Oh, nice. Yeah, because it's the blood and guts. I like that. Series. Makes sense. Yeah, All like blood, them. no guts? Yeah. Cool. So that's that's cool. Um, Then there's Ultimate 17, which is the new Rollins with that insane jacket. That is a crazy jacket. It's it's cool, though. Technicolor it's, dream coat. And it's that nice. gear. I like that gear. And then there's Andre, which is like, it's Andre. He's got like that th- that hand shirt, though. Yeah. Because his hands are really big. They are really big. Because he's Andre. Like a frying pan, they say. Um. So then then there's the Rings exclusive Defining Moments, at least. There's the San Antonio Shawn Michaels with the San Antonio tights. I think it's from Rumble 97 when he mm-hmm. beats Sid, mm-hmm. whose legs are normal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then there's Bret Hart in an all pink, which is different from the other all pink Bret, which is an ultimate. This one's an elite. It's from the match, I believe it's Mania Eight with Roddy Piper. If you if you remember that match, yeah, Intercontinental Title. Um, then there's uh, Mankind, and he's got he's got the ma- mask face, like he looks normal, but then he's got the tooth and nose bloody face, oh, awesome. bloody mouth face, and he's got tacks in his back. Good detail. Because it's rings, if it's it's not at stores, so they can. That's why AEW does like the bloody figures violent, yes. on ringside. Because then you can just like people who want it, you can get it. And Makes sense. It's not like it's like, oh, well, think the children, and that that works well. Because then you have torn pet Cody. Oh, that's cool too. Which is that's nice. I want like, I want them to release this figure in the normal line too without the bruises. Because I like the gear, but like, what if you don't want the bruise? You yeah. Know? So like, it looks I, like Darby Allen with body paint almost. That bruise. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. And he's got like a. A bull rope too which i think is interesting because i don't oh my god you could do a bull rope match amazing the, nice the best now i want that cody and that's it yeah all right well that's that's wrapping up 145 i've got you've got work and i've got to go down to uh mike's garage you just gotta it's funny i've watched more hockey all my friends down this in the street in the neighborhood are leaf fans and i don't care about hockey too much and definitely don't care about the leafs but 
I go and watch to support friends and just hang out and have fun. And now they've bought me a leaf shirt that I have to wear every time I go. So <laughs> it's, uh, I do it for them because I'm hoping they, you know, when I saw the Raptors win and how excited I was because I love the Raptors so dearly and that's how they feel about the leaf. So except that's probably not going to happen. Being friends with them, I hope they get that experience. So tonight is in a, that they can eliminate, the Leafs can eliminate uh, the lightning tonight. So we'll see if that happens. But so I'll be down the street. You'll be at work. And then we'll definitely be back here next Saturday to do this all over again for episode 146. So we hope to see you then. Tell somebody about us. Tell them to check us out. It would be really helpful. We appreciate you spending any time out of your week to listen to us talk about wrestling and other nonsense. We'll see you next Saturday. Until then, take care. <laughs>